What is going on, everyone? We're back. Another episode of the Booger Training Mini Podcast. It's been a while since I've done one of these podcasts. I think it's been maybe a month or two. Um, but yeah, back at school at John Carroll, week two in, I think. I'm not going to get too much into how life's going right now because Dave and I are going to do a podcast real soon about all that kind of stuff and just shoot the breeze once again like we did before. But yeah, no, life's good. Still rehabbing the shoulder. It's been about four months. I'm not really sure how much time I have left. I would love to know, but I have no idea. It's just kind of up in the air right now. Maybe a month, maybe two months. Hopefully not more. Just don't want to re-tear it again. But I got a good one planned today. I'm going to call this the start of season three. Season one I did was the the senior high school. Season two was freshman year of college into the summer and I think we're gonna call this one season three episode one because why not there's no one telling me that I can't start a new season whenever I want so it's a new season so we're gonna call it season three episode one and I got a good one planned last time my last episode or two episodes ago was the worst bat loss myths so I think today we're gonna go over the worst muscle building. And before we get into that, I think we should talk about the difference between exercise and training. Because most people, they may classify themselves as, you know, going to the gym to train. But the actual definition of training is a systematic method of exercising done to achieve a specific long-term goal. And there's nothing wrong with going to the gym to exercise. Um, if you're going to the gym to exercise, you're probably going to burn calories, you know, to improve your energy or mood. But if you really want a great physique, the ones that you see, the ones that you strive for, you should switch your mindset more into training in a more of a planned method or a kind of approach of attack to achieving that long-term goal. This is done through, you know, progressive overload and a specific training plan. Maybe you bought one, maybe you have a trainer, but uh, you might want to look more into that to achieve more benefits and to reach that long-term goal quicker, just so not you're necessarily not wasting your time or taking forever, because you might be able to do it quicker if you change up your approach and do a little bit of research. But we can get into the worst muscle-building lifts, muscle-building myths. I said that wrong. I got 10 of them for us today. And we could just start out with number one because why not? But number one on the list of the worst muscle building myths is that heavy weight lifting makes you stronger but not bigger. And a lot of people always think of just the fact that in order to get bigger, you got to do you know high rep, low weight to, to build, you could say, bigger muscle, not not necessarily stronger muscle, but heavy weightlifting does both of those. And if you think otherwise, you're wrong. Because what it does is it produces large amounts of mechanical tension in your muscle. And this is the single most effective way to stimulate muscle growth. So if you're staying away from you know lifting heavy because you think all it's going to do is make you stronger, but your goal is to get bigger and kind of have a better physique in that way, you're wrong and you are wasting your time because you could be doing two and one getting stronger and bigger 
building strength in your joints and your ligaments and overall building a better physique because the benefits of lifting heavy is outstanding and I can definitely attest to that. So uh, you might want to change your attack of approach. And last thing is it, it um, lifting heavy build, or makes a greater activation of muscle fibers, which is another way to stimulate muscle growth. Number two. In quotations, I don't have the right genetics to get big. And that is probably the biggest excuse that I hear or that some people always say to make up for their progress not being where they want it to be. Because number one, they're probably not working hard enough. And what they're doing is just making an excuse to maybe skip a day in the gym or making an excuse to, you know, make themselves not feel as bad for themselves because they're not working as hard as they should be. And another part... And we're back. I'll definitely cut that together, but there was just a fire alarm going through uh, Burnett Hall. Had to sit outside for like 20 minutes. There was some smoke going through the hallways, but I think all's good now. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure where we left off, but... Uh, Let's get back right into it. So, on number two, I don't have the right genetics to get big. And as we're talking about, that's a huge excuse. Because all you really need is about 20 to 25 pounds of added muscle to make you look great. A great physique, one that you're possibly striving for. It's not going to take you, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds of muscle like a Mr. Olympia type to be at the physique level that you want. So don't blame it on your genetics the next time that you feel that you're slumping at the gym because you're not just working hard enough. Number three, heavy weightlifting is dangerous. And I'm not saying right away that it's not dangerous. It has its, it has its risks, but it's not as dangerous as mainstream displays it. Um, and you can look at it like this way. You, if you weightlift heavily, for a thousand hours, according to studies, there will be one injury. And that injury might even be like a little tweak or a little strain. But if you look at running, you're ten times more likely out of that thousand hours, you're gonna be injured ten times, which equates to ten times more injuries while running when compared to heavy weightlifting. So yes, you might find someone who you know, got hurt from lifting heavy. But if you look at it from the other way as of running, you're going to get injured a lot more. So don't not lift heavy just because you think that it is dangerous because the payoff is definitely worth it. First of all, you're going to have healthier joints, bigger muscle mass, and it's also going to speed up your metabolism as well. So do not not lift heavy just because you think it is dangerous. Yes, you have to be safe with it, you have to, you know, slowly work your way up. If you're new into heavy weight lifting, obviously don't put yourself past the limit that you think you'll get hurt at. But uh, again, don't use that as an excuse to not push yourself. Number four, you can't build muscle and lose fat at the same time. That is a myth. And if we talk about, if you've ever heard about like the honeymoon phase, which is if you're new into weightlifting and you're you can probably expect to gain, you know, maybe 20, 25 pounds in a year of muscle. Um, 
as compared, if you've been lifting for a couple of years, you might only expect to, you know, gain one to three pounds of muscle. So that honeymoon phase is very big in terms of how much muscle you can gain, but that's not going to last, you know, forever. It's not going to be consistent. It might last a year or two. And then your progress is going to slow down. But also don't let that stop you from continuing. But if we look back at the myth, it is not impossible to build muscle and lose fat at the same time. It depends on your training, like we talked about, new versus you know old into lifting. If you're really new into lifting, you can for sure build muscle and lose fat at the same time. But you might think about it, you know, it might sound weird because it all has to do with energy balance. So your body fat levels are going to drop when you're in a calorie deficit but so is your muscle protein synthesis at the same time. So it might kind of, or it might sound kind of contrary, but it is possible. I was saying you don't necessarily need to be in a calorie surplus to gain muscle, but it helps tremendously. And if you're already really lean and really muscular, then being in a calorie surplus is definitely going to help you to build muscle. Moving on to number five. If you do the same exercises too often, you'll get stuck in a rut. And you probably hear this all the time that you you know you got to shock your muscles, um, and that change, you know, necessarily stimulates growth, but it doesn't. Change doesn't stimulate muscle growth. What does is progressive overload. And if you've heard of progressive overload, basically it is changing up the kind of stress that you put on your muscles over time. And there's a couple ways you can do it. You can Increase or decrease your rep ranges, increase or decrease your weights, obviously, or kind of change up variations of how you do a certain exercise. And progressive overload is one of the best ways to um, stimulate muscle growth. Moving on to number six, you must use bands, machines, and other contraptions in order to stimulate muscle growth and that's not necessarily true and if you listen and look into all you know the new trends and the new videos and new programs you might see people using bosu balls and bands and trx and all this necessary stuff i'm not saying that it's bad and it's a waste of time but you don't need them all you really need if your goal is to you know shred fat and build muscle is a barbell in a pair of dumbbells and there's this study by scientists at duke medical center i got this from the book i'm reading that the free weight squat so free weight with a barbell on your back right produced 20 to 60 percent more quadricep activation and 90 to 225 percent more hamstring or hamstring activation than the leg press so like we we're talking about just free weights and free weights in general rather than, you know, a machine, a leg press machine. So stick to free weights and dumbbells if you can. I'm not saying that machines are bad because they really help to target um, specific muscle groups and, you know, isolation exercises and movements to build certain muscle groups. But if you were, you know, a limited time in the gym, I would highly recommend to just stick to free weights and dumbbells to get the most out of your workout. Number seven. You should spend most of your time on isolation exercises. And this is another myth. I don't know if anyone has ever heard this myth, myth before, but we already talked about compound exercises and how they are key and they should make up you know, the majority of your workout. Your isolation exercises really shouldn't come until the end of your workout. And I, I kind of compare this to people ask me sometimes, should I run or do cardio or should I lift weights first? 
And what I say is do what's most important to you first, whether you're you know, a runner or you're trying to build muscle for your specific sport or just to be healthier, look good in general. But this converts into compound exercises. Um, so what you're doing that's most important to you, you should do first, and that should be compound exercise. And most people don't understand the benefits of compound exercises, and they are massive. So what a compound exercise is really is you're moving multiple joints and muscles at once. So an example would be, you know, the the barbell back squat, right? You're engaging your core, your quadriceps, your hamstrings, many different parts, your glutes, glute activation. You're working so many parts of the body rather than, you know, a bicep curl where you're just moving one joint in your arm and you're focusing on just your bicep muscle in order to try to build that. But the compound exercises deserve most of your time and effort because they train many muscles at once. And also, if you look back into efficiency um, or your time in the gym, they have definitely easily the greatest efficiency out of any different type of movement or exercise in the gym. So you should definitely focus on compound exercises the most. And when I started lifting back in, well, I started lifting in seventh grade, but really getting into it freshman year of high school. And all I really focused on was my compound exercises, my big three deadlift, bench, and squat. And I sometimes I benched or squat or whatever kind of day it was for 30 minutes, just one exercise. I was still on the same exercise, taking adequate rest breaks and doing, you know, a correct amount of sets and reps. Um, with that certain exercise and don't feel like you need to you know bounce around and get so many different exercises in you should be putting your effort and energy into some of the most important lifts and those are for sure your compound exercises and what they're going to do for you that a lot of people if you if you haven't really gotten to compound exercises is they're going to really engage your core and if you start lifting heavy which is what we talked about in one of the previous ones if you start lifting heavy and doing compound exercises, your core is really going to improve. And you, depending on how much you're eating and what your goals are, you are going to become shredded. And for years, I did not do any ab exercises because I hate ab exercises, um, even though I do them sometimes now. But And you will just see amazing benefits um, and amazing progression from not even having to do ab exercises just through engaging your core through compound exercises specifically the deadlift um i saw the most improvement in the deadlift in general but moving on number eight progressive overload isn't that important and that is a huge myth we talked about it a little earlier too um in the way that progressive overload is increasing the amount of tension your muscles produce over time and the biggest way i can you know stress to you to improve your progressive overload is to track your workouts because if you go in and you're trying to look back at you know two weeks prior of what you were doing for the bench how many sets and reps you were doing if you don't track your workouts you're not going to know and you're just going to continue doing the same set and rep range that you were two weeks ago and you might begin to hit a plateau which is not good so continue that progressive overload um, if you're not necessarily sure of you know the rep range and the set range that you should be doing send me a DM or look up you know a video on YouTube that'll run you kind of through it 
obviously it's all based on your goals in the in the long run but yes track your workouts couldn't stress it more number nine you have to get a big pump to get bigger and you might hear a lot of like you know the gym bros or your friends saying they got a huge pump but just know that you don't necessarily need a pump to get bigger and to build muscle and you might hear the quote sometimes you know no pain no gain um, when it comes to the pump, that's not necessarily just like it comes to feeling sore the day after you don't have to feel sore in order to know that you've, you know, breaking down your muscles and your body is now rebuilding it or rebuilding them in general. So just know that, um, don't feel like you always have to feel sore or you always need a pump in order to make the workout worth it. So if we talk about the pump, um, a lot of people don't necessarily know what it means. You might just know that your muscles get huge and you want want to take a picture in front of the mirror. Um, but basically, your hydrogen ions, ions build up and the body pumps more blood into those muscles, right, to carry those compounds away. And that's what makes your muscles kind of swell up and look big. And then those hydrogen ions can also, they also tend to pull water um, into muscle cells. So that's what gives that kind of pump. Um, look and feel that so many people strive for but don't feel like you need to in order to build muscle because um, basically it's not really a strong muscle building stimulus um, as say like progressive overload is and it not nearly as strong um, it's not nearly as strong as muscle tension in general so yeah number nine moving on to number 10 you have to do cardio to build a great physique that is not true and I'm not saying cardio is bad at all. It's not. I'm not one of those people. I think cardio is really important for your overall health and you know, kind of for your uh, respiratory system and your VO2 max and just getting through workouts in general and being able to go longer um, and improving your endurance as well. But cardio is sometimes a double-edged sword. If your number one goal is to build muscle and you're doing four or five hours of cardio a week, then I might want to tell you to back off a little bit because you might be um, tending into those muscle building habits a little bit and kind of not necessarily ruining your progress but slowing it down a little bit and not being able to see the max benefits that you want to because what cardio does is it burns energy which is great it taps into your fat loss but it also is able to burn muscle too and if that's your number one goal you don't want to be doing tons of cardio. Maybe just an hour or two a week if you're doing four or five strength training sessions a week. Um, you might not want to do any more than that necessarily because it might tap into that um, muscle building phase as well. So just keep an eye on that. That's what I ran into a big problem with that when I was a freshman training for basketball and I wanted to build muscle but I was just doing way too much cardio and not eating enough for my body to build the amount of muscle that I was wanting it to with the amount of strength training sessions that I was putting in and the amount of work that I was doing on my body. So like I said, keep an eye on that. You don't have to do cardio to have a great physique. And also if you not necessarily saying you have to, you should get into CrossFit or, you know, hit exercises, but stuff like that builds your heart rate a lot within a certain session and Builds a, burns a lot of calories even after you're done training into the night um, when you're sleeping. So if you're all about tracking the cal amount of calories that you burn, maybe ramp up your weight training sessions a little bit to 
kind of take over for that cardio if your main goal is to build muscle. That is a quick 10 of the worst muscle building myths. Thanks for staying to the end if you did. That was the first podcast back in a while, so sorry if it was kind of shaky, but I'm going to do another one real soon with my buddy Dave. And, uh, yeah, that fire alarm really messed up my flow a little bit, but that's all right. And we'll see you in the next episode, hopefully. If not, that's okay. Um, Yeah, all right. Peace.